Hi, mommies. If you ever thought about starting a podcast, especially as a mom, then Stephanie Gass is your girl. Stephanie is the mom of two boys and the host of the top-ranked podcast, The Mompreneur Mastermind Show. Her mission is helping, empowering, and transforming Christian mompreneurs, and she specializes in helping these incredible women uncover and tap into their God-led callings, launch podcasts, and monetize using online courses and coaching. Just listening to her Clarity Coaching sessions she publishes on her Mompreneur Mastermind Show podcast are so inspiring. Steph is so generous with the content she puts out there for free, and you can learn so many actionable steps about podcasting, online courses, and more just from listening to each of her episodes. Plus, I love her energy, her love for rap music and coffee, and her passion for helping other women. In today's episode, we dive into her story from being a top network marketer to broken in debt in a matter of months and how she discovered her true calling and her gift in coaching other women. We also chat about her own working mom tips to keep things organized, our mutual dislike for Instagram, and her weekend social media strategy. Now let's dive in. Welcome to Mommy's on a Call, your sacred space to laugh, learn, and feel like a real grown-up human for a hot minute. I'm Stephanie Uchima Carney, a mom of three under six, serial entrepreneur, business strategist, and donut connoisseur, just trying to get through the day one cold cup of coffee at a time. I believe that with more intention, a positive mindset, and self-care, it is possible to thrive in motherhood, business, and life. My mission is to uncover the daily rituals, life lessons, real-life tactics, and favorite tools to inspire and empower you, mommy, to get the most out of life every single unpredictable day. So grab your headphones, tell your kids you're on the potty, and tune in weekly for some laughs, knowledge bombs, and plenty of real talk with real moms, and maybe a dad or two. Welcome to the Mommy Pod. Hey, mommies, have you left a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts yet? For the month of October and November, I'm running a special little contest. So if you leave me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and take a screenshot of that review and DM it to me on Instagram at mommies on a call or post it in my free Facebook group, Modern Business Mamas, you can be entered to win a free Erin Condren Petite Planner Bundle filled with some of my favorite planners and journals to help you stay accountable and organized for 2021. So head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating or a review, screenshot your review, send it to me or post in the group and you'll be entered to win. Thank you so much and I hope you enjoy the episode. So before we get started, I'm kind of having like this meta moment right now because I'm interviewing Stephanie Gass, who I pretty much learned podcasting from. So I'm having this moment because you're the person I learned podcasting from, but yet we're also doing a podcast. So it's kind of this weird moment. So <laughs> so, exciting. It's full circle. I know. So welcome to the show. I'm trying to like remember when I even came up or like heard about you from the Mompreneur Mastermind show. I feel like I just started looking up stuff. Your name kind of came about. And honestly, I binge listened probably 10 to 15 episodes in a weekend. Wow. And it was just one of those things where I started hearing your name then everywhere. And I heard you on another podcast and I was like, who is this girl? (laughs) So you are an awesome mama. You're a mama of two. And I just want to kind of hear a little bit about what does your family structure look like? You know, tell me a little bit about your family. Yeah, sure. So I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be full circle with you. What a fun blessing. 
So basically we live in Tejeras, New Mexico. It's a little town outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is the big city here where we live. And I've got an awesome hubby. I've got two little boys, almost seven, almost four. And we have a pug and we live on three acres. It's got the most beautiful views of the mountains. And I just feel every day, like so blessed, just be in this space, this life, this beautiful culmination of, of being a mom and being so here for them and also being able to be an entrepreneur full time. It's like, this is the dream that, you know, we all strive for, for years. And I know it's hard to get to that point where everything is mesh so beautifully, but that's where I'm at. Love me some Jesus, love coffee. We loved a mountain bike as a family. We're just getting the little, the seven-year-old into it with us. So that's really fun. And I love to work at home from PJs. As I you think, can tell, <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm in yoga clothes for people don't see. I'm literally no makeup on. And I think honestly, your podcast intro got me. So number one, I love to do some, you know, rap music, some dancing. And so that got me. And then also just the, you know, mom bun, the no makeup on the whole thing. I just loved it. And I felt like I really could relate to you. And at least for me, I tried to do the whole DIY route for a year to do my podcast. And I just kept trying, like listening to different episodes of yours, other people, and just trying to put this all together. And then I realized, you know what? I'm just going to go all in. And I bought the course and I did it. And I literally binged the entire course in three days and like started implementing. And that's why I was like, okay, launch date on the calendar. We're doing this. We're going all in and I'm doing this the right way this time. So I don't know, just something about you, the coffee. I have my coffee mug here, like everything about you. I just felt like you'd be like my friend. So thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. That's my favorite compliment of all time. When people are like, I just feel like you're real. And like, I can hit you up in the DMS with anything. And like, we're friends. And I'm like, yes, that's the whole point of just being authentic nowadays, you know, cause you don't see it anymore. Right. So I'm curious, what was your biggest mom win for the week? My biggest mom win for the week. Okay. <laughs> you know what I feel like it is. I feel like the win this week is getting that routine. Cause you know, with COVID, my husband and I are both co-working from home. We're sharing an office off and on. I've got one kid full-time distance learning. The other kid's going to preschool two days a week. And last week felt so chaotic and overwhelming that like I could have cried 27 times. But this week I'm like, this is fine. This is easy. It feels so good. And like just having a routine again actually felt really good. And my son's in the swing of things now with his new class. And so my mom win is just giving yourself grace to know that when you're starting something new, when it comes to a routine and all of this distance learning and stuff, it's not going to feel good at first, but to give yourself that grace and then trusting that it will feel good as long as you just have that positive perspective and let it kind of get set up. Yeah. How did you set up those structures? Did you like sit down and put together a routine or did you kind of see how it went? What was your method of doing that? Sure. So the biggest thing for right now, and I know everyone's household is really different and what you guys are all dealing with, whether it be single parenting, whether some kids are full back in school, some of you are homeschooling. I know that everyone's situation looks different, but for me, what it started with and what it always starts with is really open communication with my husband. And so it's like, Hey, what does your schedule look like? And every week on probably like during the weekend, we'll go over his schedule. Cause he's got a full like normal job where he has meetings all on and off all day. So I plug in all his stuff into my paper planner. And then I look and say, where are my openings? 
And that's where I'm able to work because then daddy's off and can handle the kiddos. So that's what happens first. Every time, I don't care what else is going on in our lives. We've got to be in sync with who's on kid duty. So that's first. The other thing that I did was prepare to be proactive. So I think what makes motherhood hard is being reactive, right? It's going, oops, I'm not prepared. I don't understand which app he's supposed to be in. I don't have the right logins. Like Lord knows what the logins, right? Mom's like, oh goodness, forget it. Like mine's entering kindergarten and they told us to write down all of the zoom codes and the passwords and put it on a bulletin board in front of them. And I'm like, do you expect him to log into Zoom and type those in? Because I even have issues sometimes. I'm like, I'm not really sure how how organized I could be in that. But sure, we'll try that. Exactly. Yeah. No, no. I mean, come on, mom. Like one ear has got to be listening all day, which is also hard. But so basically then figuring out how can I be proactive about this upcoming week? So everything's printed. We've already pre-logged into everything. We know who's doing what. And then you bless it and release it because guess what? It's not going to be perfect. It's going to be messy the first week. Give yourself some grace and roll with it. And then you also can adjust because there were certain things that we, we learned weren't working. Like we had all of his papers in a stack and she would say, find this booklet and go to this page. Well, because we had stacked it, there was too many for him to find. And so then he'd come to us panicked. I can't find the thing. So we realized, okay, trial and error on certain days, we need only certain booklets there. And now he's much more self-sufficient. So that's amazing. (laughs) What happens with your preschooler on the days that he's actually home? Yeah. So the days he's home, what my biggest goal is, is to just keep him out of the house because he's going to be four. He's like, like, so, you know, like today, for example, we went outside and I can work on my laptop and he was planting plants and he was riding his bike. And then he'd come up to me because he just wants to know that he's seen. So, Hey mom, here's this that I'm doing. And here's this. And I'm like, great son. And I give him a lot of, I've always called them to do lists. And so the kids can write down activities or challenges that they have to go and complete. And that's how I get mini blocks of work done when I'm on kid duty. So For example, I told him, okay, grab your bike. You're going to go five times. And we have a pretty big property. So I'm like five times to the street, once to the front door, and then back as fast as you can go. And so that'll give me like 10 minutes, right? And I'm like, work, 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 work. And then he comes back and I'm like, okay, check it off the list. And then next we had to put the boxes in daddy's truck to go do recycling. So he put on his work gloves. And so I'm always thinking about how can I get time without ignoring them? How can I get time to work in mini bursts of, of, mini bursts, mini, mini bursts, right? Without being frustrated with my kids. And and the biggest secret is let them be seen. I see you. I acknowledge you. I know what you're doing. It matters. But now I need you to go do something for me. And I give them challenges or activities. And that really helps keep them focused on something for long enough to give me five, 10 minutes at a time. So that's what we're doing when he's home. And of course, he's also on learning apps. Let's get real. Like, for a couple of hours, he's doing learning apps while brother's on the computer. What Do you have any favorite ones out of curiosity? Yes, I do. So we really love ABC Mouse. We love Con Kids Academy. It's K-A-H-N. That's a really great one. And then we pay for the paid version of Noggin okay. app. And they have like, you know, Blue's Clues and all of the kids' favorite shows, but it, it's interactive. So they can, pl- they can do math and reading with Blue's Clues or with their favorite show. So those are my three favorites. And then for my seven-year-old, if you guys have older kids, one of our favorites is called Code Spark. And it teaches 
six and seven year olds how to code and create their own video games. That's it's amazing. not cheap, but we love that one. And then Simply Piano is another great one for like five, six, seven. My son's like learned how to play piano on his own from that app. Wow. That's incredible. And yeah. so do you do that when you have to like record a podcast episode or do you like batch time and you're like, okay, husband, you have the kids two hours. Mommy needs to record a podcast episode, do a coaching call, like do whatever it is. Or do you try and keep it in those short bursts too? Hmm. No, if I'm doing like a high intensity output of energy, like a full on a activity thing, like podcast recording, taking clients, building a course, anything that's like, it deserves my full intentionality. That's daddy's duty or, or we guys asking for help is so important. Okay. If you don't have a co-working parent from home, like how else do you get help? Because you can't build a business in 10 minutes spurts of time. This is probably something that needs to be said here, right? I get it. We all want to save money. We all feel like we've got to do all the things and wear all the hats. But let me tell you something. Like, I don't do this all on my own in 10 minute bursts of time. Like I have somebody helping me with house cleaning. I have a full virtual assistant helping me run my business. I have a podcast manager. I have a group manager. My mom takes the kids one night a week. So she's got them for like a day and a half. It's like, I got a lot of help. So if any of you are under the pretense of like, oh, well, Steph just has it all together. No, no, no. I'm just willing to invest in things that make time for me, that create time in my life. For those people starting out, what do you think is the number one thing you would pay for right now to outsource? Oh, same. I was like, house cleaning and I think any sort of like bursts of childcare. So like if I can just have one day, it's amazing. And so, yeah. Yeah. And, but you know what? I think this is different for each mom because some moms like to do house cleaning and they want to do that type of thing. And they don't want to do certain things in their business. Like I've always been really natural at business. That's just part of who I am. I love it. It's like, for me, that's like, Woo, I got a break. I get to work. I'm so excited. I'm like, I love it. But some moms are opposite. So ask yourself, mamas, what are, write down three things that you literally hate to do. What are those three things? Write them down, circle it, star it. You know, the first thing on that list for me is laundry, right? I'm like, laundry. Which is funny because I love doing that. I love folding. It's like therapeutic for me, but maybe it's like, because I like to do origami when I was younger. So it's like, I get to fold. <laughs> But yes, awesome. So, and that's my point. Like everybody's thing is different, but for me, you would notice you're seeing this trend of like, okay, Stephanie really despises cleaning. So like five or six years ago before I could afford it. Okay, guys, I got a house cleaner and guess what that did? It immediately impacted my bottom line. It immediately impacted profit because I opened up four to five hours every other week when they would come clean. I would have been doing that. And so then I was able to be a visionary in my business. I was able to like promote more. I was able to create more. I was able to take on some clients and do things I hadn't been able to do in the bandwidth of time that we have as moms, right? As we're carpooling and in normal times, forget it, right? But now it's like, we're we're teaching our kids. We're trying to do all the things. So that would be, if you don't like that, that really was wonderful. The second thing I think if you're the opposite And you're like, there's things in my business. Like if you guys are spending seven hours on tech, trying to set up a landing page and it's taking you seven hours, that would then be your cue that you need to outsource some things in your business as the first thing, because that stuff should not, and that is not natural for everyone to do the back end parts of their business. So if that's you, my recommendation 
is to think about what are the things I'm doing every week that are the same. Make a list. So for me, when I was thinking about outsourcing, editing is the same process, right? Of a podcast. Writing a blog post, the same process. Posting things on Pinterest, the same process. Making a graphic for my podcast. Doing an audiogram. Like, and if you guys are like, what is she talking about? Don't worry about it. The point is, what are you doing that's recurring? Record yourself doing it once or twice. Save it in a Google Share Drive for when you get your VA. And you just you go, have- guess what? Yeah. I've been, re- and that's what I did. And I had an entire month. I had like 10 hours ready for her when I eventually hired a virtual assistant. I said, go to the Google Drive, learn all my processes, take over. Yep. And then over here's time, your SOPs <laughs> and you have it yeah. all down. And over time, you can keep adding to the, fo- to the folder and you guys get resourceful. Those of you thinking, oh, this sounds great, but I can't afford it. Listen, I have clients, I kid you not, who found a virtual assistant on like Fiverr or Upwork and they pay $6 an hour. Like get resourceful. There are a million and one solutions to every problem. I don't care what it is. There's a way that you can get some help. There is a way. (laughs) Yes. So what are the things then that you don't outsource, but you decide, I'm just going to leave it messy in my life. Like, I don't care about that enough to focus on it, but I also don't want to pay to outsource it. Is there anything that you just leave messy? You know what? A lot of times I leave my podcast recording kind of messy. Like I do have a podcast editor, but I'm like, I feel like my podcasts are like 90% good. I'm like, they're so close. Like, I really don't care if I say, um, a couple times, I really don't care if I record on my phone and if I, re- if I outsource that for editing, that's going to be 50 to 80 bucks. And I'm like, really, my girls don't care. So that's something I've left messy. I love that. That reminds me of Brooke Steele calls it like B minus work. Just put it out there because out there is better than not being out there. And so if it's like basically, yeah, you're 90%, then just do it. Just, just yeah. do it. I love that. And also that also shows though, that other people, especially my listeners being mompreneurs, that they don't have to be perfect because we all overanalyze and think that to build a big successful business, every dot, every I has to be dotted. Every T has to be crossed. And that is inaccurate as busy moms. We need to just do it, do our best, help people, inspire people, show up consistently at 90% of your best because anything other than that is unrealistic. So that's the first thing. And then I had thought of something else. Oh, the second thing that's messy is social media. Why? Because social media does not build a business. And you guys are going, huh? Okay. It's okay. I don't look at Instagram. I realize I haven't posted on Instagram in forever. And the last two things I post were just like terrible. I only post Instagram stories on my private, like family page because people like seeing my kids, but business, I just, I can't. It's one of those things. I'm like, it's low on my list. I'm so proud of you because I think (laughs) we have it twisted so many and newish entrepreneurs or whether you ladies have a side hustle or whatever, you're thinking that Instagram is the place. You think that's the secret sauce. You think that's the holy grail of like what matters. And it's not, it's the last thing on the list because the algorithm owns what you post anyway. New people can't find you anymore. There's really no, you don't own it. There's no ownership of your SEO, your right. search engine optimization or the way that you want to get found organically on social media. So the best thing I ever did, like a couple, I don't even know, a couple years ago now, is I was like, social media, 
I'm done with you. If I feel led to show up, I will. If my VA is going to repurpose a post over there for me, great. I don't care. Like my only place I love still is stories just because I love it. Not because I ha- I feel like I have to. So my point there for any of you wondering like, well, what is the takeaway with that? The takeaway is you need to pick one place that you show up every week. That's long form content. If any of you are growing a business or you want to grow a business or you have a side hustle or whatever, you need a YouTube, you need a podcast, which is my favorite. Obviously it's what I teach or a blog, one of those three things. And the rest of it is just bonus. It's the sprinkles on the cupcake. And I think you, I think you said something important too, which was basically consistency, just show up consistently on one platform. And I think for me, I felt like Instagram was just a snapshot of perfect lives. It wasn't a snapshot of real lives. And as much as people put like, you know, Instagram real life mom versus Instagram mom. It's like, that's still like a made up photo of you pretending to vacuum. I'm sorry. Exactly. But like it just, it's like one of those things where I'm like, you still are only showing a snapshot. That's why I also love stories because it's like yes. real life too. So we're going to like take like a few steps back. Cause I realized I got to this point and like, didn't even talk about your past. So being Stephanie, the mompreneur mastermind, you know, success story today, let's go back a few years here and Let's start with what did pre-Stephanie or pre-kid Stephanie do? And then how kind of did you transition to this point today? In a nutshell. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) In a nutshell. Yeah, that's like the funniest thing you guys could ever say to me. Tell your whole life story in a nutshell. nutshell. (laughs) And I'm always like, okay, I'm going to do this really fast. I'm going to do And then every time I'm like five minutes later. Okay. (laughs) So in a nutshell, I went to college, master's degree in finance and accounting always been a business high achiever, always had good grades, never really like school smart necessarily, but like, I was always like political. I'm like, I'm best friends with the teachers. Like I got all the best study girls in my group. Like, I guess I've always been like this natural networker, natural leader. And so went and got a job pretty young with a financial firm, grew to the top of that company, kind of maxed out with my growth. I transitioned over and became the youngest financial controller of a solar company here in town, a global solar company. And I was going to Germany, Spain, jet setting, you know, making six figures by the age of 26. Like it was great. And it was just me. And I was a full on workaholic already, you know, which is, were you like, married yet or no. okay. just me hanging? I mean, you know, in relationships, but yeah. nothing like serious. And then two things happened. So met my now husband, he was the auditor of our company. So that's awkward. Yeah. We didn't date till like later, but met him there. And then my company actually shut down the plant here where I live. And so these two crazy, like life things happened at once. And my choices were come to Germany. Like you can literally have a job in Spain or Germany and move you guys there, or you can lose your job. And so like talking to him, we were like, look, we want to start a family. We have all of our families here and we don't want to move just, we just don't want to do that. And so I was sitting there like, what do I do with my life? I'm ready to start having kids. We're getting married pretty soon. Like, this is so exciting. And I was just excited about what's next. And thankfully, you know, the financial finances had been good until that point. So it kind of took some time and I got my first taste of entrepreneurship. So my mom introduced me to network marketing. You guys know it as MLM, direct selling, all of that. And it was a skincare company. And this was about eight and a half years ago. Now I was like 27, I think or whatever, however many years ago, I'm 35. You do the math. I was like 27 at the time. And 
she's like, let's do this. And I was like, I don't know anything about entrepreneurship, never been an entrepreneur, but I watched the promo video and I'm just like a sucker. I'm like, look at that girl. She's making a million dollars. She's got these kids. Kids must behave that way. Cause it's in the video, right? Like yeah. they're perfect. She's got a mimosa on the pool. Like this looks great working from her phone. I'm like, sign me up. So Quick I did question, think, though, yeah, what inspired yeah. your mom to do it? Cause that seems like also something like, where does a mom that's, you know, older decide I'm going to join an MLM? She's a sucker too. Here's what happened. My grandma got suckered in first. Okay. And like, no offense to you guys that are in network marketing, but like, let's just be honest. Okay. My grandma got suckered in first and then, yeah, sure. The product was great. We all saw results, but they shouldn't have been selling it. They are not salespeople. They just got lucky to have a granddaughter who ended up being great at sales. So then my mom joins under my grandma and then I'm like, well, okay. So I join under my mom (laughs) And it's so funny. And they did it for like five minutes. You know, they're like, okay, that was fun. And I'm over here like, what do you mean? I thought we were like all in. So I go crazy. And within two years of being in that company, top 1%, like the cars, the trips, the big, huge payouts, all the things. And I had had, we had gotten married at this point. I had one kiddo. And this is kind of where like life got really, really messy for me because I had become like a full-fledged workaholic. I was chasing success. It had become an idol in my life. That's all that mattered was how much more. And, 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 you know, they play the mind games. Like, what's your next rank? What's the next thing? It was always the next, the biggest go, go, go and hustle. And, oh, you don't really want it because you're not at every event and you don't really want it. You didn't spend a thousand dollars on the new products. And like, it's just a lot of mind games. And so I started having anxiety attacks. I was gaining weight. Everything was second to the business, everything. I was working at five in the morning. I was working at 10 at night. I was working on vacation and it was crazy. And so for me, what happened, I believe is that God is so good to me and that he kind of had to shake what was happening in my life a little bit and whether it was shaken and then God used it for good or whether he came and said, Hey, I have bigger plans for your life. I don't know which one, but I'm so grateful because the company went through a rebrand. Everybody, I had like thousands of people in my downline. They dispersed and went to new companies because it was, you know, all the new and shinies were out. The leggings, the nail polish that never comes off, the lipstick made of acid. Like, no, I'm just kidding, you guys. But like, no, I'm pretty sure that lipstick was made out of acid. I tried, I don't, if it's the same company, I tried it and I was like, something really hurts. Like, no, I'm like, well, is this supposed to happen? No, I'm just kidding. You guys, I'm so kidding. I'm so kidding. Okay. So anyway, I, at this point was like, everything kind of fell apart. Like my income was cut into a third and even more like within one year, we had been living this extravagant lifestyle and there was just literally no money left. And did you have kids at the time? A newborn. Okay. And the, and the two and a half year old. And so I'm like, what's happening? Like, this is the first time I failed a business. My life feels like it's crumbling. My business has failed. Basically I can't pay the bills. Literally. Like we had to sell a motorcycle to pay the bills. I had to borrow money from my son's savings account to pay the bills. And at this moment, it was the full on breakdown. Like you want to see Britney Spears circa 2016, like come hang out with Stephanie gas that year. All right. It was bad. And I'm like, just crying into my Doritos. Like, what am I going to do with my life? Anyway, what the most beautiful thing happened is that I had to go through this like process of recognizing that my worth and my worthiness was not in a company in money. And it took a while, but I realized that I was done. I was going to draw a line, line in the sand and say, who does God want me to be? I'm just going to be that. Like, I'm going to just going to fully trust it. 
and I'm going to do whatever he's calling me to do. And I didn't know what it was and I had no idea, but I knew that I was done putting work first. And so I got out this sheet of paper and I wrote down all the things that I think God wanted from me. And it was like, get your health back, put your kids first, put your marriage first, get your act together, go to a gym, like get your life together, Stephanie, like wake up and get in scripture and do the things that you know are so important for who you should be and and what you're meant for. And then I took about a year of intentionally daily practicing. Like, what can I do today that this girl would do? Cause I don't know her, but she sounds cool. Like what could I do? And over this time frame blessings started to come in. I get a phone call. Steph, do you do consulting on social media marketing? Steph, do you do this? And I'm like, I do now. Okay. <laughs> like all these doors were opening. I would get you kind these- of surrendered actually. Yeah, surrendered. You like, you basically surrendered to, okay, what's next? Like instead of forcing. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing to do you guys, especially when everything's falling apart. That's when we want to control the most. Not to say I didn't panic. I totally panicked and was like, should I get a job? Like what should, but I, I, at the core of who I was, was like, I'm here for it. I don't know. I'm here for it. And so over the course of a year, like all these blessings were coming in financially clients that were like, Hey, do you do coaching? I'm like, I don't know what that means. Okay. Like, and so over time I just obeyed. I was really obedient to the things that I heard God calling me to do. And so over the course of that, like three or four years now that it's been since that moment, which is weird to think that it's been that short of amount of time. I went from like starting to coach network marketers to then coaching female entrepreneurs to then niching even deeper and coaching Christian entrepreneurs, Christian female mama entrepreneurs, and then figuring out, oh my gosh, I have a gift for clarity coaching. So I'd coach these moms into what they were meant to do and what they were called to be. And then we'd build a business out of it using podcasting and courses so that they had passive revenue. And it's crazy, Stephanie. I look at the paper and I'm her. I'm her. That's crazy. It's crazy. And it's it's beautiful and it's crazy. And it's... Well, it's not crazy because I think it's who you were meant to be. Yeah. So you, when you wrote down, that was your unfiltered, this is who, if there were no boundaries or anything, yeah. I should be. And you became that. And it just shows that other moms and other women can do that exact same thing. Exactly. Wow. So you were talking a little bit about health. So I want to ask you, what is the first 20 minutes of your day look like now? (laughs) No, realistically, like I'm talking like even now, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. First 20 minutes of your day go. (laughs) Yeah. So it used to be so beautiful. Oh my gosh. When we had like the normal routines, you guys, I'd wake up at five. I'll just like, just because you just need to hear that I am amazing. So Back in the day when my kids had school, I'd wake up at 5.30, I'd do my scriptures, I'd write in the journal, I'd have my coffee in peace, I'd pray, I'd get the kids' lunches ready, the breakfast ready, because I had to, right? Because I can't be reactive when they're going to school and doing all the things. Now, Aunt Mama's sleeping in, Mama is sleeping, I'm sleeping until 7.30 and I'm loving every minute of it because guess what? That's not going to be forever. What time do your kids actually wake up though? They wake me up at 7.30. Oh, okay. I'm like, Perfect. So we get up and I just like sleep right now. I'm just feeling it. Like sometimes you guys have to give yourself permission to enjoy the little things. And that for me has been awesome in this season. So I sleep in with them till whenever they get up. And then obviously coffees, like pee and then coffee, right? Like that's mama can't function without her coffee. So I get my coffee. Perfect. Then, and oh, and pray. I pray before I get out of bed. 
So I'm praying, peeing, coffee. Then what I'm doing is I usually get the kids' breakfast set up, both of their breakfasts, because one kiddo is going into preschool, but it's a late start at nine. And then the other kiddo is doing home, the distance learning. So I'm getting the breakfast ready. And then I'm listening to the Bible. I've noticed that what really helps me, whether you guys are religious or not, like what's your fuel? What is that personal development space? And for me, it's the Bible, it's scripture, it's podcasts from my favorite preachers, whatever. So I'm getting refueled in the morning before I ever take my phone out of airplane mode, by the way. I am not looking at, not looking at email, not looking at Instagram, none of it until I have had my time with God. So do you put your phone on airplane mode before you go to bed? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you guys know, well, you guys don't know. Stephanie knows. I delete the apps. (laughs) Instagram and Facebook are totally gone Friday through Monday morning. Completely gone. It will change your life. Trust me. I know you don't believe that it will, but it will. Okay. That's enough. So then after I've had my Bible time and all of those things, then it, then I go ahead and get into work because at this point the kids are either at preschool and and in school, or I've got them set up if Landon's home on his little learning apps. And I do about like two hours of work. Remember the 10 minute blocks, or if my husband is on kid duty, I have clients. So that's kind of, it's very sporadic, but yeah, there you go. Cool. Yeah. And is there any one thing that you make sure you do for yourself daily? Would that be reading? I mean, whatever it is, what is the one thing that you do for yourself daily? Oh, I take a hot shower alone. No children staring at me creepily, like, except my, my pug, he's kind of a stalker. So he'll come to the bathroom door and push it open. And he's like, mom, I'm like, yes, I'm here. If you go get out. So a hot, super hot shower all alone. That's like my favorite time to just relax. I love that. Unfortunately, I take a shower with either all five of us, including the husband or four of us. It's like the babies in the bath, like on the seat, like the thing it's like chaos. And, and, but yeah, I love that. Better Um, days are ahead. Better days are when they're four and seven, better days. We're we're almost transitioning out of that. I was curious. You mentioned you listened to some of your favorite, like Christian podcasts or whatnot. Do you have any suggestions for that? If anyone. Yeah. Right now, the one I'm loving, and you guys probably all listen to him if you are already spiritually led, but is Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church. He's just fire. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to wrap this up with the final two questions that I love to ask moms. The first one is, what is your mom's superpower that makes you a better mom in business? Mm, My mom's superpower. So it's something you gained when you became a mom. I have extraordinary focus. So when I'm doing something, I'm doing it. Like there's no, yeah, squirrel this. I like, there is no distraction. I don't allow distraction in my life. How do you That's get nice. that? How do you do that? It's you just, have, well, it's to, your superpower. So, but <laughs> you know what though? Like there was a point where I recognized that distraction is, I believe it's literally a tool from the enemy to keep you from growth. It's to keep you from being an intentional parent to keep you from getting the workout done, to keep you from becoming the woman on the paper is distraction. That's everything. And so you have to be smarter than distraction and recognize your phone. It's simply a tool for distraction. So put it away, do it, do it. I cannot put it away unless the apps are deleted, unless it's on here pretty much. So you must have the boundaries with yourself to make those changes and then don't make excuses for the stuff that you're letting pull you away. Like Instagram scrolling. No, not happening. Facebook scrolling. No, I'm not getting on the internet. I'm intentionally producing content or intentionally spending time with my family. And that's pretty much it, right? Like, or I'm with clients. 
none of the rest of it matters. So we have to let those things go. I love that. That's great advice. And last, what is your number one survival tip for moms right now, especially working moms to, to deal with everything going on? Praying for patience. Like for me, it's like a daily, I'm like, Lord God, Give me the patience. Like I need, like I really need to Holy Spirit intervention to keep me so grounded because it's a lot for the kids right now. There's so many changes and we are in our own head. Like it's normal to feel like, well, they're just acting out. Well, sure they are. Like their whole world is upside down and they don't have a routine and they don't have their friends and they don't have all the things that keep them grounded. So we have to go to a space of like, extraordinary patience and grace with our kids right now. And whatever that takes for you to get there, your life is just going to be more, more easy and more seamless. If you're reactive with them, if you're snapping with them, if you're upset with them, it's now a ripple and it gets worse and it gets worse. So the intentionality in your home and the way that the energy and the way that everybody's treating each other, it starts with you. They can feel that stress. They can feel the stress and anxiety. And even if you're not reacting to them, and even if you're not dealing with them, they can feel that if there's any tension between, you know, your husband and you talking about schedules or something, they can feel that level of stress. So that's great. Yeah. Well, thank you. There's like a thousand things I would want to talk to you about, but I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day today to come on the show and discuss all this. So thank you, Stephanie. It was nice to have you on. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mommy's on a Call. Your support means the absolute world to me. You can find the show notes for this episode and other goodies over at mommiesonacall.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or have gotten value from the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that we can reach and empower more moms all over the world together. Thank you so much again, Mommy Pod, and I will see you here next time.